how I started investing in property and how I progressed through my own portfolio and where I'm sitting right now in my own portfolio. So yeah, if you're interested in my personal sort of journey and you've been following me for a while, stick around and, and hopefully you'll, you'll learn a thing or two and, and at least get some inspiration. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. So and so many of you, um, you ask me on calls and you ask me in the comment section and you ask me in my Facebook community, you're like, well, A, um, PK, how did you do it? And the second thing you ask me is, like, you look pretty young. Like, can we really believe that you actually did it? Because, you know, you don't have any gray hairs or anything. I'll take you through how I started, when I started, what we did, how I got into it and share some lessons as well. And I'll also reveal to you my age, and not that that's terribly exciting. All right, so let's let's get going. So the first thing is, I basically got started with my um, well, my wife, my girlfriend at the time. Um, as soon as we graduated from university in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we got our first jobs. She was a chartered accountant at uh, KPMG. In hindsight, not that great income, but for the for us back then, that was you know that was pretty good income. And I was an investment banker. I was trading stocks at JP Morgan institutionally um, for pension funds, for superannuation funds. You know, we're talking blocks of $100, $200 million. I was very, very grateful that I had a great income. She had a good income. There's no rags to riches story or anything like that that I'm going to make up in this video. I'm just going to tell you what happened. Um, now, we're second generation immigrants. So that means that although I was born in India, I actually moved to New Zealand when I was four and then moved to Brisbane in 2006. So my parents, you know, were the first generation immigrants because even though I was born, you know, outside of Australia, really I grew up in New Zealand and Australia, um, hence the accent, which I know many of you guys um, asked me about as well. So, you know, my parents really did the hard work and all my gratitude to my parents because if you're an immigrant, whether you're from India or China or Korea or New Zealand or anywhere else, you know how hard it is to be an immigrant going into a new country. They're the ones who did the hard work. They didn't give me any money to start, but really my wife and I, we were in a situation where we're thinking, all right, so now we've graduated university, um, now we're working, we don't want to have to work for the next 40, 50 years like our parents did. Her parents were the same, although Indian origin, she um, was born in London. Her parents are also from India, did all the hard yards. So we were just thinking, you know, we don't want that life where you go to work. Let's be honest, it's not a nine to five these days. It's a nine to nine. And you go to work. You know, I think there was some inspirational video that I, that I watched the other day that said you go to work you know, trying to pay, you drive to work in a car that you've got a loan on. You're going to work to try to pay off that car. You're trying to go to work to pay the suit that you're wearing that you don't want to wear to work. Your tie is like the chain and you work five days living for the weekend and you spend Sunday 
hoping that you never had to go to work on Monday, and you do that day after day after day after day after day, and you call that a life. We didn't want to call that a life. That was not our intent of what would make us happy. You know, one time John Lennon was asked when he was in primary school. You know, the teacher said all to the all students, "They're like, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And John Lennon wrote down on a piece of paper. He said, "Happy. I want to be happy." And so then the teacher, you know, everyone else said astronaut, engineer, doctor, all this kind of thing. And the, the teacher asked Jen, John Lennon. He said, "You know, I don't think you understood the question." You know, and John Lennon said, "Well, I don't think you understand life, right?" And so that's really what we didn't want to. Go down into the rabbit hole, the rat race of working a nine to five and really just suffering. I don't want to go on about that, but you know we had to do it because you need serviceability, right? So we then very quickly decided that we would use real estate as our investment vehicle. The reason for that is because I traded stocks institutionally as a graduate. I was making six figures income. Because I was making some pretty big decisions, all based on data, but I still didn't have the confidence to put, you know, when I was advising superannuation funds to put two or three hundred million in a particular stock or asset type. I didn't have the confidence to even put a hundred dollars of my own money into that type of asset type or into that stock, right? And so I was just thinking, I can't sleep at night if I invest in the stock market. I'm pretty good at it for others, but I don't have the confidence to do it myself. I know that real estate is safe, safe as houses. They say real estate is my chosen investment vehicle because I can feel it, I can touch it, I can taste it. If I really wanted to, you know, it just feels more tangible. But the thing is that, you know, when I started learning about real estate, everyone was saying that, hey, you know,、um, you just have to. Pick an area that has population growing. You need to pick an area where there's infrastructure, amenities, closest train station, shopping center, schools, all that kind of thing. And I was just thinking, look, if if it was that easy, then why aren't all these two million real estate investors in Australia driving around in fast cars? Because they're not. You know, eighty percent, or I can't remember what the number is, eighty-five percent, something like that. Investors don't get past the first property, so it can't be that easy. And You know, I I majored in finance and statistics and economics at university in my bachelor's degree. So you know, my background was statistics, and in being an investment banker and trading stocks for a living and doing equities research, there is so much data that goes into even the smallest investment decision. So I was thinking, if if there's so much data that goes into stock market investing, then how can real estate just be so easy, right? And it's not. So then I tried to learn a little bit more. You know, we went to these seminars and webinars. I mean, back in the day in 2010 or so, you know, they didn't have you know all these podcasts and YouTube channels and Facebook forums. There were some books and things, but you know, books are always dated. The strategies are like that's something that worked 20 years ago. One zero to 150 properties in two and a half years. That stuff doesn't work anymore. So there was really nothing, no avenues for us to learn. So we went to these seminars. You know, they'd be in a seminar room or a conference center or a hotel, and you'd all be kind of packed in on seats, and there'd be like free coffee and crackers, and there'd be some person in a nice suit on the stage saying a bunch of stuff. There was a PowerPoint slide deck, and you know, sound pretty good. It was kind of useful, but then they'd try to flog you off a property at the back of the room for a discount. And you know, the more that you go to those master classes or webinars or seminars. As we had them back in the day, 
for my uh, partner at the time and, and myself, now wife, you know, that just was a little bit unsettling. We just couldn't stomach, um, you know, just kind of someone selling a property to us at the back of the room for a discount, all that kind of thing. So we sort of lost trust, if I'm telling you the truth. We lost trust in people exactly like me right now, right? Property experts and you know, all these people that say get rich quick. Not that I say that, but you know what I mean. We just didn't, it didn't vibe. So then I just did what I what I do best, so to speak, um, and I did data. So I compiled all the data available on real estate markets at the time. So we're talking things like, you know, I'm just reading out here, so I don't forget, stock on market percentages, days on market trends, online search interest ratios, building approval percentages, days on market, sorry, um, average vendor discounting percentages, developable land supply schemes, building approval percentages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just really got all the data that's available or was available. There was more than 100 factors. And, you know, it's hard to figure out how to actually use that. So there's a statistical technique called multivariate regression analysis. Multivariate regression analysis. And you can look it up on Wikipedia or something. It's not rocket science. But what this allows you to do by applying the statistical technique, you can isolate the individual relationships each factor has with a common factor. So what does a thing like a train station actually have to do with capital growth? What does days on market um, percentages, what are their correlation with capital growth? So then you can start to understand the big rocks in the jar, how to weight or how to prioritize or how to trade off between these factors using their individual coefficients. Those coefficients are born of multivariate regression analysis, and you normalize for autocorrelation to try to understand their individual weightings. It's not a perfect, perfect, perfect science. It's not a, a magic algorithm that I produce that just works every single time with your eyes closed. No, you need to understand it. But suffice to say, once you do that, then you can understand things like the thresholds that each factor needs to be within, the, the trends or the shapes or the chart analysis for each factor for us to say that, yeah, this is actually strong. You can understand their coefficients. And by systemizing this, then you don't need to look at each suburb individually, but you can look at all 15,000 suburbs simultaneously because it's systemized. It's not a magic software where you put in your, your first and last name and your date of birth and it spits out an answer. No, it's, it's not like that. But it's not like a black box. You need to understand it to some extent, like an average person can do that. Um, but once you do, then you can actually gain confidence that it works because it can be back-tested as well. So I back-tested it over 10, 20, 30 years of data, and that really gave us the confidence to start our investing journey. So we knew where to invest even before we invested a single property because it had been back-tested. So you can take a random suburb from, I don't know, five years ago, apply the system, the system will help you understand whether you should have invested there. And then with the benefit of hindsight, you can see whether prices have increased or not. And then when you do that one time, 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, you start to what we call um, adjust and optimize and refine, not the algorithm, but the process or data protocol. And so that's what I did. And, you know, it's a little bit geeky, but that was my background, statistics, econometrics, etc. Then we just bought one property after another. And like I said, we weren't like, you know, living on a, in a caravan park like a lot of uh, property experts say these days, we were on good incomes. You know, I, I won't lie. We were on six. We were as a household. We were on more than a six-figure income because I was working very hard at J.P. Morgan. That was the investment bank I was at. Um, was working like ninety hour weeks. So we knew where to invest, and then we learned the how 
on the job. So where it becomes a little bit easier when you know the data, right? That's not the hardest bit. I know you guys, you're probably thinking where to invest. That's the golden question. That's the million dollar question. Actually, that becomes easier when you understand the data. But the how, how to get properties under market, how to buy interstate without traveling, how to negotiate, how to get off market opportunities, how to renovate so you can increase the valuation, pull out equity. All of this stuff we, I needed to learn on the job, right, by experience. So after buying one, two, three, four, five, six, et cetera, properties, then you learn this over, over, over time, right? You make mistakes. So then about five years ago or so, still working, you know, at that time, now I was working at Deloitte um, as a management consultant in London and Europe and the Middle East and back here in Australia while still investing in property. And I didn't have a social media presence back then, like on YouTube or Facebook or anything. You can see from my social media, it's all pretty recent. But, you know, as much as you don't try to show off on social media, which is the opposite of what I do now, <laughs> um, to some extent, you know, family and friends, they see what you're doing, they see that you're having success. And so then they just started help, like asking for help. You know, I'd done it for myself. We'd built up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of equity, actually millions of dollars and, and you know, passive income, etc. But I didn't really have the confidence to help others yet. So I was doing it for free. You know, completely free of cost, just to family and friends. And then the thing is, then they started getting some results. And that's really what gave me the confidence to say, yeah, look, actually, I can do this. Like, actually, this thing does work. It's not just for me, much like when I was trading stocks for superannuation funds. Actually, yeah, this works for others and, and for me as well. So similarly, about five years ago, when I started helping others, it wasn't a business yet. They started getting results. They started accumulating properties actually fast forward right now. And, and my mother is retiring um, next month, which I'm super, super grateful for and passionate about and, and, and happy to be a part of because she, she was a, a machinist or sewing machinist for basically all her life as she was paying my way through um, you know, high school and all that kind of thing, first generation immigrant, and she's retiring. Um, she's not 60 or anything like that. And I'm grateful that because of what we've done, my wife and I, we can actually allow her to retire in her early 50s. So um, yeah, family and friends started having some success. And that's when it kind of clicked that actually, yeah, this can be one of my, one of my businesses. So I created it as a business and just started helping people. I was still working at the time. Now I was a, a head of strategy at Virgin Australia. This was before Virgin Australia went into administration, no relation to there, but I was there for four and a half years as the head of strategy and, you know, continued to, to buy property, continued to help others. The business was on the side. So, you know, I was taking clients, helping them. And now, you know, fast forward, let's say five years, I've had about 450 clients and this is my main thing. And when I say main thing, I kind of spend half a day up till about midday with my son. <laughs> we go to um, Kindiru, we go to uh, swimming lessons, we go to little kickers, he's two and a half, we go to, just this morning we went to art class and then kinder music, like we go to gymnastics, all these different things, and then from about 12 to 5, um, I help my clients, that's what I do, I also do commercial development, um, more passively on the side as well with my business partners and team, but yeah, like if we fast forward, and this isn't really meant to be like a, me putting on a, you know, a big head and trying to tell you all that I'm, you know, huge or whatever. But it's just really just to inspire because so many of you ask me, you know, how did you start? How did you achieve all that you've achieved? And to be honest with you, there are probably hundreds of property investors in Australia that are more successful than me. This isn't a competition, right? There's no, 
you know, first place in life, you're only competing with yourself. You only should compare yourself to who you used to be a day ago, a month ago, a year ago, or 10 years ago. Never compare yourself to others. So there's plenty of other property, property experts that are more successful than me. There are probably other non-experts, just average normal people that have, you know, done property investing that are more successful than me. But as I stand right now, I'm, you guys asked me, so I'm telling you the, the answer. I'm 31 years of age. So, you know, a lot of you ask me, you know, you're pretty young. Like, did you really achieve this? Um, yeah, I did. I'm 31 years of age. Passive income is 120K uh, per annum. Active income is, you know, well over seven figures um, from the, the commercial development side of, of what I do as well. Um, and once again, I, I really don't, I'm saying this from point of humility. I'm not, you know, actually, you know, we come into this world with nothing and, and we leave this world with nothing. So we can't really claim anything to be ours, but I'm sharing you this story to really inspire you. Right. And, and you can, you can kind of make of it what you want, what you like. A lot of people will sort of think that, oh, look, he's showing off and things, but that's really not my intention. You asked me the question. There's literally hundreds of you that DM me on Facebook in the comment section, in YouTube, on Facebook, community in the community group I have, asking me questions on the calls, potential clients on the strategy calls. So I just thought I'd cover it off here. Um, so we have, yeah, nine residential properties and more commercial projects on top, commercial buy and hold as well. But really, that's been my story. It's not a rags to riches. It's not really a remarkable story. I hustled. We hustled very hard. I remember even though I was, I was on a six-figure passive income coming out of university, I wouldn't buy things like a Magnum or I wouldn't buy things like just simple luxuries like ice cream or things. Every last dollar went to the next deposit, right? That was my thinking. That was my modus operandi, so to, so to speak. So, you know, anyone who tells you that, you know, you're an overnight success in any field of life, you know, doesn't really know what success is. It's hard. It's not easy, but it's well worth it. And now I get to spend, you know, half my days with my son, the remaining half the day is helping my amazing clients. And if you're a client, you know, it's really, I'm really grateful that you've chosen to work with me and I'm always grateful to, to be able to help you. And, you know, these, these are the single most biggest decisions in your life, where to invest in property, what to buy, even if you're buying to live in, you know, all of, this is the biggest thing you'll buy. So it's, it's kind of, you know, very humbling that people trust me with, um, with that kind of decision-making power or expertise. I'm forever humbled by by all my clients. But yeah, I just wanted to share that really, um, to, sh to share my story. My, my wife is obviously not working now either. She used to be a chartered accountant. Now she, on her LinkedIn profile, has the title mum. And, you know, that's really something that makes me super proud as, as well. So yeah, that, that's basically the story. My LVR is at 22% whether that'll go up or down in the future is dependent on my, my risk appetite. Um, but I'm always buying property, mostly the commercial side of things these days, but I always suggest you start with, with residential. But yeah, look, I, I won't ramble on. That's, um, that's the story of my humble self. There's plenty of buyers agents, I'm sure, who are more successful than me, plenty of property investment company founders that are more successful than me. Really, success is... Um, you know, it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So is success. I feel very grateful not to have to put on a suit and tie, even though I loved working at JP Morgan, not the hours, but the, the skills and the, you know, exposure to CEOs and things. I loved working at Deloitte as a management consultant. I loved working at Virgin Australia. 
But really, what I love most is spending time with my son, is spending time with my wife, having my wife not have to work, and really, you know, really not having any financial stress. You know,、um, God willing, you know, everything can change in a in an instance. I oftentimes say this in our meditation center that our life is like a a little drop of water on the edge of a leaf in in an ancient tree in a large forest. That drop of water can fall at any moment, right? It just needs a bit of friction. It needs a bit of, you know, just a little bit of movement in the wind for that drop to to fall down high a hundred meters from the in that leaf to the forest、uh, floor. So you know, even though I'm very、uh, happy to say that you know I'm financially free and all that kind of thing, that can change at any moment. So we should always count our blessings. But that's my story. And tag someone who might be interested in this.、Um, once again, I'm just a, a very small, insignificant person in the scheme of things. But hopefully, my story, my journey,、um, serves to inspire you, serves to educate you in what's possible. And serves you to just take that next step. You know, when we have a really large, hairy, ambitious goal, something like becoming financially independent, it can be very daunting, like standing at the edge of a mountain. That mountain is huge, but when you break that goal into small steps, it becomes more manageable. It becomes more、um, palatable and becomes more achievable. So hopefully, this has served to inspire you. To say, yeah, I am going to take that next step. I don't really care who you do it with, whether you do it with me or you do it yourself. And I actually encourage you to try do it yourself first, or you do it with a property investment company or buyers agent or just family and friendly and friends. Bottom line is just do it, right?、Um, just do it because it's it's amazing. All right, guys. Well, my name's PK, and yeah,、um, I'll leave a link below to the property investment accelerator. But if that's not for you, that's cool as well. Peace. Thank、you